Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hello. Hola. We've got some uh, some very strange podcast stuff going on right now. We've got clickage. Yeah, this is like... Technical difficulties. It sounds like we're trying to record through like an alien... Uh, like, you know how they have all those you know, sound bites from people from outer space? Oh, yeah. and it's, it's like, I'm trying to get a hold up NASA. Father Nathan Goebbels was moved by Aquila to be pastor of the moon. Yeah. And so we moved the uh, equipment up there. Yeah, I don't know. Make sure we're all abducted. locked in. Well, hopefully you can hear most of us, but I can't even hear most of us. I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the headphones. Maybe they can hear just fine. Well, let's give it a go. Becca, help! I know. Well, okay. whatever. Well, we've had we've had some uh, we've had many moons of of technical difficulty free. <laughs> That's so, true. So it's only fitting that uh, on this date, the yeah. anniversary of the Companions of Christ, yes. that we would have a another another bout of suffering this is horrible but i've only been here about two three years how many years is this for the companions number nine number nine ninth anniversary of the companions of christ in denver colorado yep god bless us i remember uh i was uh just in spirituality year and we were all at the cathedral uh with archbishop shapu when the companions were kind of ushered off to one side in front of the the image of all right, it's the statue of Our Lady. Yeah. And uh, they knelt before Archbishop Shapu and, and took their vows. And I was nice. like, oh, that's really cool. Good for those guys. <laughs> you know? Who knew? Who knew? Um, Actually, you know what's funny is... I don't think that they had... I don't think that it was public. Oh, it that's why they were kind of shoveled off. Yeah, it wasn't one of those things where it was like, hey, everybody, you know, check it out. Yeah. But um, I think very soon after that, was when they made the announcement, and then we all came downstairs, and there was like a note on the board, and it was like, this whole thing's beginning. I was like, cool, good for those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my Cheerios? Live on companion. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny is that we know, we, we know because we... <laughs> <laughs> we know because we tried calling them that jo- that Father John and Father Mike are recording today as well. So yep. people are probably hearing about the anniversary from them too. And if not, then they're neglectful. No, they did. I'm sure they John did. John is, he knows dates yeah. very, very well. Yeah. I was just talking with Father Joseph Lajoie and I was like, just remember what Gronsky did. Gronsky would be like, when's your birthday again? And I'm like, it's in April. He's like, oh yeah. Did I say happy birthday? I'm like, Yeah. So he just, he didn't, you know, pay much attention to dates. I was just telling someone today, like, I don't do dates. I don't do seasons, months, nothing. I mean, if, if you, if you asked me like, Hey, we, we traveled, we did a road trip or, or we, we had some major event last year. I wouldn't remember what month. I wouldn't remember what season. My brain just doesn't work like that. Like I, I won't, if you asked me, I was saying earlier, if you asked me how many years I've been in Denver, I would guess about six <laughs> I, that's half of what I've been here. I've right. been here almost twelve. Same thing with the priest. Like and and like what season? The only reason I know what season I got married in or married <laughs> ordained in was uh was because uh because I know the anniversary date. But I, I don't remember the season. Don't remember the month. If if I didn't remember the anniversary, May twenty fifth. You know, I just wouldn't wouldn't get it. My mind is venerable. Work like that. Wait, is that venerable bead or is that Saint Mary Magdalene de Pazzi? May twenty fifth. May 
May 25th is is the third finding of John the Baptist in our <laughs> oh, church. <that's>, <laughs> Actually, that would be perfect if your feast day was on St. Mary Magdalene de Pazzi. Do you know about her? No. We should do a She's St. Mary Magdalene of the crazies. Nice. That's your life. Hi, that is my life. I love oh my it. Gosh. I'll take care of her as a patroness. I need it. All right. I love pro- all my crazies, by the way. All you crazies that are listening. We'll, uh, we'll definitely <laughs> do a podcast on her. Nice. If, right. if I find, it's either Venerable Bede or I don't know why. For some reason, I just, those dates just stick in my mind. Yeah. It doesn't so. have to be the day. We'll just pick her out anyway. She sounds awesome. Oh, man. All well, right. it's been a great day. You know, uh, yeah. we, uh, I had brunch with Father Brady and Father Brian. Um, I have a little bit of a problem that uh, I go, as you know, I go to every breakfast restaurant and order the exact same thing. Yes. What is it? Um, it rhymes with corned cor- keef mash. <laughs> corned beef hash. Of course oh, I man, knew that. Yeah, 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 you know that about me. We're oh, my brothers. God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I order corned beef hash at every single breakfast restaurant, and I'm like... I don't like it. Oh, but you're still trying to find a good. I'm one. still That's trying right. to find it's, and yeah, the exact yeah, same yeah. reason why I always order a Reuben, and right. I'm always complaining. But there have been times where I'll order corned beef hash, and I'm like, "This is amazing. This yeah. is exactly what I'm looking for." Snooze has a very good one. Okay, there's another place in Vale um, that we went uh, to. I can't remember even the name of it, but they had a really good one. But then I always order it, and I had been to this place where we went. And I was like, I think I got the corned beef hash last time, and okay. I, I don't remember. I think I didn't like it. Okay. But I still ordered it again, yeah. and I didn't like it. Oh. So I've decided to make a note on my phone <laughs> that just says corned beef hash, uh, and then every single restaurant, like A+, plus, C-, minus, you know, and uh, so that at least I know. Father Nathan's entire Yelp account is just corned beef hash, <laughs> corned beef <laughs> commenting ha- on different places. Corned, corned beef, beef hash and Rubens. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Do you realize I was listening? So I was driving back from Cleveland last week. Um, Sister Natalia used to be Victoria Olson, just now Sister Natalia Olson. Good for her. She got tonsured. She's now a what what Romans would call a novice. We call a, a, a rossifor nun, which just means robed. She gets the robe. So so we drove back and we were listening to Catholic Sub podcast because people I was with wanted to, and we were realizing that you banter every time about food. Well, <laughs> as as I to, as I tell people. And I told this to Brady and Father Brian last night because yes. Father Brady, we had ice cream, okay? Okay. Everybody loves ice cream, yes, right? Absolutely. But it was only vanilla ice cream. And Brady was like, Do you have any chocolate syrup? Okay. And uh, Brian's like, No. And I said, Give me one second. And I went, this, I mean, honestly, I went downstairs where oh. they have a break room. Okay. And I knew that since there were ladies in the office, right. that they had oh. hot chocolate. So I grabbed the hot chocolate packet. Nice. Poured it over the ice cream, nice. put a little bit of milk in there, and and whipped it. <laughs> and sure enough, it was like malted wow. chocolate ice cream. That sounds wonderful. And he's like, how did you know how to do that? And I looked at Brady, and I said, Brady, you don't just become obese. <laughs> it is a choice you make every day of your life. Fully invested. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you went out to a car or went to your fanny pack or something and pulled, pulled out the chocolate syrup you just carry around with you. I just tell people that I'm like one of those diabetics that have oh, to carry yeah. like you know one of those lunch pails of um, of like candy bars with them, nice. but I'm not a diabetic. I'm just right. always hungry. <laughs> Speaking of which, shout out to the line deckers. Yeah. Uh, their uh, their son Maximilian yes. has a sweet um, 
like lunchbox that he has camouflage one still yeah i remember that dude this kid is like ready for anything he's like going off to football practice and he's got his like um you know camouflage lunch pail full of like candy bars and orange juice and i don't know what else and i'm like that's awesome yeah i should be a diabetic he's made it cool absolutely he is cool yeah anyway he is cool so he made being a diabetic cool yeah, who's and, that seventies rocker that was diabetic and he came out and kind of made try to make it cool? Uh, Every rose has his thorn. What? Who's Guns that? and Roses? No, it's not Guns and Roses. Is that's, it oh, that's yeah, Poison. Yes, Poison. Who's the lead singer of Poison? Axl Rose. I don't no, know. That's Guns and Roses. I don't know. <laughs> okay, as you as you know, I know more about food. I was like, you than, sing a, you sing ninety songs all the time. Actually, that Every Rose probably. Has Its Thorn is one of my favorites. I used to sing oh. that. I used to sing that with Father Joe Doman all the time, because nice. he could he could rock that on the guitar. By the way, my prisoners thought it was epic when when you called in on Thanksgiving and I was driving and we couldn't FaceTime and Antoinette and Sarah were there visiting you and oh yeah <laughs> you you sang "Kiss Me Through the Phone." <laughs> Kiss me through the phone. And they said, and you you were dancing around. And honestly, I didn't know it was you at first. Someone was just singing Kiss You Through the Phone. And I was listening to it. And I was like laughing because it was hilarious. But I didn't know it was you until the very, very end. And yeah, that was epic. Yeah, that's that's one of the lesser known (laughs) uh, hip hop titles. But I I think it was pretty good. (laughs) I don't know how you remember those things. But it it, it was beautiful. I like it. I love it. Kissing you in public. Thinking nothing of it, talking on the phone. Yeah, they were pretty. They were pretty moved. <laughs> you were in full vestments and doing the kiss you through the phone dance on Thanksgiving at your parish. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was very. We fun were trying Nathan. to. We were trying to. You know, like you know, renew the magic. Yeah, amen. You and I, amen. which is actually what we're talking about today. That was a beautiful segue. Father John uh, was was definitely keeping time on the last one with Father John Clockman. Yes, and I think it was because he was terrified of going over. You could tell. He's, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He was cracking the whip on him and being like, look, you haven't even started talking about the eight things, and we're at the 20-minute mark. And then I looked at it, and it was 55 minutes. And if I find out that Becca edited any of that podcast, I want an asterisk next to that one. (laughs) But we've got our segue. We're in. Yeah. So so this goes back a little bit to um, Father Jason. He had a couple from his parish who wanted to renew their vows. Um, they wanted to renew their their marriage vows, and uh, I had said to him, uh, "Do not renew renew the couple's vows," okay. um, because I got into trouble because I thought that I was just renewing vows, and as it turned out, I was actually marrying some people who oh. weren't married. Um, so um, I guess some people have some some kind of like. Um, well, they've heard about that and like renewing your vows and everything. And then when yeah. the church says we don't want you to renew their vows, your vows, it's like why wouldn't you want us to do that? Yeah. Um, and just looking back on it, I've just seen a lot more about how the church uh, approaches sacraments and especially the the words of sacraments. Yeah. So this also happened. I was at uh, a bedside for a guy um, who was dying, and um, he. Uh, he was very faithful, and um, the whole family was gathered around him. And he wasn't—he wasn't taking his dying breaths, but it was evident that he was on the decline. And but he was awake. He was awake for the the anointing. And at one part in the the rite of anointing, um, anointing of the sick, 
it actually says to renew their baptismal promises. Hmm. So, you know, you ask them to make a threefold profession. And so I said, do you believe in God the Father? Yes. Uh. This guy was like on it immediately. Nice. Like instead of allowing me to finish, he was already like, yeah, absolutely. Do you believe in God the Father? Yes. And I thought that was so beautiful that it was like, whoa, we got batteries, folks. (laughs) Might be worth it. I just put them back in. Yeah. Um, He was so ready to renew his baptismal promises that he he couldn't help but like, you know. And frankly, I mean, being the junior priest, I was kind of like, okay, buddy, like I'm not finished yet. But do you believe in God the Father? Yes. That's all I need to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? So it actually goes through, do you believe in God the Father, the Almighty Creator of Heaven and Earth? It's kind of an abbreviated Apostles' Creed. Right. But at no point in the renewal of baptismal promises do you rebaptize them. Yeah, amen. At no point do you actually say, um, I rebaptize you in the name of the Father. You actually just make your assent in faith. Right. Um, which I think is important because um, we don't repeat unrepeatable sacraments. Right. Right. Marriage is one of those sacraments that is repeatable, but only after after one of the spouses dies. Right. Um, I mean, sacramentally. If you're married civilly, you may say similar words, but you don't say it in the presence of the priest, in the presence of the community, in in the form of the church. So we actually ask you to do what's called a convalidation or a blessing. Right. And what we do is we we renew or make your vows permanent. And sacramental, right. Yeah. So, but once you have made that uh, unrepeatable or semi-unrepeatable sacrament, we don't do it again. Right. Baptism, uh, confirmation. Right. Uh, let's see here. Baptism, confirmation. Ordination. Ordination right. and marriage. Right. Confession, you can go as many times as you want or yeah. need. Um, I mean, as many times as you need. Yeah. I shouldn't say yeah. don't go all the time. Good call. Um, because we don't have time. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Eucharist, which we'll talk about in a second. Yep. Um, and then uh, anointing of the sick. Yep. Which, I mean... A lot of people think, oh, well, I got sick in, you know, 2007, and I should be anointed again. Well, yeah, that's probably true. I got sick with, you know, cancer, and I was anointed at the beginning of my surgery, um, but, you know, I should probably get it again. I'm like, there's no expiration date. Right. Okay? So those are those are repeatable, right? But when it comes to these unrepeatable or semi-unrepeatable sacraments, we believe in the sacramental formula. Right. So the sacramental formula, the Matter actual form, yeah. yeah, the actual form of the sacrament for baptism is is the 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 recitation of the words, "I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit," and then because of those words, one is claimed for Christ Jesus. Yeah. Now we do have the renewal of baptismal promises. Do you guys do like a renewal at any point? No, not, not not as explicitly as you guys do. It's more of a more of a anamnesis, a remembrance. Which I'm guessing is what what the new ritual is. I I actually haven't heard it yet, so I'm I'm excited for this. But do you, well, I mean, in mass or in liturgy, do you guys renew baptismal promises like in Easter or anything? No. See, for us, like on Easter vigil, you actually have the people go through and say, you know, like, do you believe in God the Father, the Minor Creator of heaven and earth? I do. Huh. And then at the end of it, you actually take water from the baptismal font and you bless everyone there. Yeah, as a sign right. as a sign that they have been. They have made their ascent in faith, and instead of the blood of the bulls that you would sprinkle upon the people, now you're sprinkling them with 
holy water as a reminder that you have been claimed yeah. by the blood of Christ Jesus in your baptism. Yeah. So live according to that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so then for priesthood, we do that at Chrism Mass. Hmm. Do, you, do you guys go? I We honestly, I live so far away from the bishop, I've yeah. never been to one, so I don't know. You don't come to ours? Uh, I Yeah, you did. I went to one, maybe. We always go to lunch afterwards. I've only been to one lunch oh, afterwards, so, you just, so I think... you just go to the lunch and you don't renew. <laughs> Probably. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> Judas came for a free meal, too. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, <laughs> Um, the, uh, so yeah, all of the priests stand up, uh, in the midst of the, in the midst of the community and they renew their vows. Nice. Um, but you don't renew the, the prayer of consecration. You just renew your, you renew your promises, I should say. Right. You don't renew your vows. Um, you make your promises again. Um, and, and we'll talk about that for marriage in a second. So it's interesting because I was just installed as pastor of St. Joan of Arc. So congrats. Thank you. All of them are now stuck with me. I told them <laughs> if they have any receipts, they are valid <laughs> until, you know, December, whatever. Nice. And then on that day, like no, too late, no returns. Too late. And, uh, so the bishop came and he asks me to renew my promises that I made on the day of my ordination. And here are some of them. Do you resolve with the help of the Holy Spirit to discharge without fail the office of priesthood and the presbyteral rank? Yada, yada, yada. I do. Do you resolve to exercise the ministry of the word worthily and wisely, preaching the gospel and teaching the Catholic faith? I do. And then he concludes with, do you promise respect and obedience to me and my successors? Which is kind of the big bopper. Right. It's just like, just so you know, you're mine. <laughs> and then, may God who has begun the good work and you bring it to fulfillment. So in all of them, you're just reaffirming what you've already yeah. hopefully been living. But in many ways, good Lord, when I heard that again, and it's the same thing at Chrism Mass, I'm just thinking to myself, I don't love my spouse my church, mm. my God, the way that I've already... I, it's not the way that he has asked me to. It's the way that I've already said, I will. Yeah. And that's that's actually kind of nerve-wracking. It, it's very human, though, because, I mean, we, we, we're we human. We need things repeated. Like I say all the time, like, you know, it doesn't make any sense to say, to tell your spouse, I said I love you on the day of our, our wedding. Yeah. You never have to do it again. No, no, humans need to hear it again. Like, humans exist in space and time. We need to use space and time in order to to live out and to realize and to to let flourish the thing, the promises you made once. And so this makes sense because we're human, not because it's necessary, but humans need that repetition for it to stay fresh mm-hmm. and effective in their minds. Yeah. And it's important for us to hear that from the other person yeah, again. absolutely. Like, I, I was really moved that in the midst of my parish— like I had to, I had to make a claim or enact a claim that I said long ago in their presence, yeah. So that they can say to me later, "Look, dude, you already promised this. Yep, yep. Like, don't give me any guff. Right. You've already said I will do these things. Yeah. Um. So, um. That's why many Byzantine couples will hang the crowns. That, that, that the crowns of martyrdom that were the symbol of their, mm. the, like the, the moment of the sacrament, the mystery, they'll hang it over their beds or put it in their bedroom or somewhere like that so that it's evidence that they see regularly. It's a room they go into every day. Yeah. And it's something they see. If they see those crowns, those are crowns of martyrdom. You've already received this crown. You can't go back on it. Like you're not working for a crown of martyrdom. You received a crown of martyrdom. So so live yep. li- like the reality in, in which you exist. You're now married. The two have become one. So act like it, you know, and, and you have those Fit those crowns as a physical sign of you know. I always imagine like one spouse pointing at them, like 
look, look, yeah. you're crowned. You're crowned in martyrdom. You've died to yourself. You live for me and the kids now. So start acting like it, you know, or, or you know, start acting like it again, you mm-hmm. know, if we need that renewal. But yeah, we're human. We need that reminder. Well, I celebrated a wedding, my my glam wedding this, this year uh, of the summer for Austin and Amanda Gerke. What's up? I hope you guys are listening. Um, if not, you know, you're still cool. Um, and they were married holding, instead of holding each other's hands, they yeah. wrapped their hands around a crucifix. Yeah, I love it. And then that crucifix, they hung in their, in their bedroom. Yep. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm dying to self. Yeah. Like, it's not just that I'm loving you and getting everything I ever wanted. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting that. But I'm getting that because I died. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, and having that reminder that it hangs on the wall is yeah. so important. Yeah. So anyways, so that's, that's important for us. It's important for us to hear that. It's important for us to say that. So then why can't we renew marriage vows? Right. I mean, I mean, if you follow the same logic. Yeah. How do you define renew? Like what is exactly happening? Are you being reminded? Are you, mm-hmm. are you making stronger? I'm guessing you're just being reminded because it's as strong as it's going to get, right? Well, I mean, in baptism, we've, we've already said those words, yeah. and those words have permanence. Yeah. We don't need to do anything to make them come alive again or whatever else. We just have to live in a manner that is in uh, accord with what those words mean. Yeah. And that's why we renew our promises. For priests, we don't repeat the prayer of consecration, but rather we... Um, we renew our promises. So then for married people, sometimes they want to say, they want to say their, those words again. Yeah. You know, and that's really important for yep. them. To say it and to hear it from the other, yeah. like you said earlier. Yeah. But the church actually says in her wisdom, don't say those words again. Be- because, um, I mean, in the presence of all these people and whatever. I mean, if you want to say to your wife, like, you know, I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. I mean, she would love to hear that. Your yeah. your husband would love to hear that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it doesn't mean that the first ones ran out of steam. Right, right. Like, those are still valid. Why? As I tell people all the time when I do marriage prep, uh, you are the minister of your own sacrament. You are right. the priest. Right. You are the priestess. You will make the offering, you will make the oblation, you will lay the sacrifice on the altar, yeah. and the, the sacrifice is your very self. No one can make you do this, no one can coerce you to do it, you have to do it freely and without reservation. Yeah. And then from that, you will speak those words, and God, because you are baptized, you call upon his help, and he will actually make you bound to your own word. Right. So... In the in the new rite of marriage and in the old rite of marriage, some of you have heard that you know the words are are changing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we renewed the uh, we had the third what translation of the Roman Missal. Roman Missal. Well, we did. Yeah, <laughs> you guys have been using the same one since Saint John Chrysostom. <laughs> no comment. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but uh, we do we, renew the translation, though. We absolutely do renew the translation. Okay, we had that back in two thousand seven. Yeah. All right. So you guys a little bit older. Yeah. Um, so there's been a new updated uh, rite of matrimony. And in, even in the old rite of matrimony, um, they they actually said, you know, you don't repeat the words of the formula. You know, right. I, you know, whoever, uh, Thomas, take you, Jamie, to be my, to be my wife. You know, um, you don't repeat that. But they do have an option in there. 
So I think this is important. We don't just tell people, sorry, you can't do it, like, good luck. We actually say, we will allow you to do something, but it won't be the same thing as before. So here's what it says. Um, The order of blessing a married couple within Mass on the anniversary of marriage. Um, Because I even had a couple come up to me um, and say, we want to renew our vows in the midst of of Mass. And it's like, well, you can't do it. So then it made it seem like, I don't care about you. Yeah. No, I do care about you, but you just can't do that. Right. Um, And, but this is actually what the church says. You know, uh, do you have a married couple? I can, okay, I can use mine. Austin and Amanda. Okay. Austin and Amanda, on the anniversary of that celebration, this is what I say, on the anniversary of that celebration, at which you joined your lives in an unbreakable bond through the sacrament of matrimony, you now intend to renew before the Lord the promises you made to one another. Turn to the Lord in prayer that these vows may be strengthened by divine grace. Then the couple, this is what the rubric says, then the couple renew their commitment quietly. Hmm. I don't know if it's just like an intimate thing between the two of them instead of like putting a microphone in between the two of them and saying in front of everybody else. But if, however, the couple taking circumstances into account wish to renew their commitment publicly, the form provided here is used. And this is the form. Blessed are you, Lord, for by your goodness I took Amanda as Hmm. my wife. And then the wife says, blessed are you, Lord, for by your goodness, I took Austin as my husband. And then together, they say, blessed are you, Lord, for in the good and the bad times of our life, you have stood lovingly by our side. Help us, we pray, to remain faithful in our love for one another, so that we may be true witnesses to the covenant you have made with humankind. And then the priest says, may the Lord keep you safe all the days of your life. May he be your comfort in adversity and your support in prosperity. May he fill your home with his blessings through Christ our Lord. Again, what they're doing isn't just saying, I promise to you to be a better husband. I promise to you to be a better wife. It's actually saying to God, thank you. Yeah. And we still need you. Yeah. And without you, this whole enterprise is just bound to fail. I was saying that earlier. I actually preached on that a couple of weeks ago to my people. I said, if you notice, I was around Thanksgiving, so it was fitting, and it was the it was the the uh, the gospel of the lepers, and only one came back to thank. You know, one of the one of the ten. But there's something about if you look in the scriptures for like an evidence of Thanksgiving. Of course, Eucharistia, the Greek word for Thanksgiving. So the Eucharistic celebration, communion, the body and blood of Christ, is yep. a Thanksgiving sacrifice, and we need to take that in consideration when we consider what Thanksgiving is. But yeah. but if you look at Saint Paul, I mean, how often he begins his epistles. He doesn't thank the community he's talking to. He thanks God for the community yeah. he's talking to. And I thought, you know, that that's a we don't do that enough. I don't think that's part of our 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 you know English language here in America. I don't know if it is in other cultures, but I mean, how often do you do you first of all spend time in prayer thanking God for your spouse, for your kids, for your parents, but then go up to them and say, "I thank God for you." Like yeah. I, I we, we when we say we you need to thank each other more. It's always like I want to I thank you, honey, for 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 being a good wife. I thank you for doing this and this. But but if we thank God first and then say. I thanked God for you today. That's even more meaningful because you're you're including the bond. I mean, the Holy Spirit is the bond between the couples that keeps them unified. Yeah. So you're not just thanking the person out of some, you know, I, I'm speaking to you and, and mentioning that, that I appreciate you, but you're saying not only do I thank you, but I thank God for you because you are a gift from God and God is the way that the thing that binds us. So as much as we need to be reminded to thank our spouses, thank our parents, thank our students, thank you know, our, our, our kids, our, our parishioners, we also need to make sure 
altar, we're thanking God for them and then telling them, yeah. which is a very scriptural thing. I, I thank God for you. I did. And Even I our brothers, yeah. yeah. Even our brothers in priesthood. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's a really good point because uh, Jesus himself has the model because in the in the passage in John it says Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said yeah. Father I thank you for hearing me I know that you always hear me yeah. but because of the crowds you know I say this yeah. I thank you for them yeah. they are your gift to me and I want where I am they also will be yes you know and that's um that's where it's like in marriage you've already made a binding commitment to one another there's no expiration date right. I mean, I do tell people, like, you know, jokingly, I'm like, you're allowed to be married for 65 years, and then after that time, you can think about divorce. <laughs> like, I'm willing to to give them an out, yeah, but it's like only after 65 yeah, years because that know? makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because by then, by then, they are so grown yeah. into one another. Yep. It's like a it's like a tree that like has been like intertwined and everything yep. else. You cannot separate. Yeah. You can't separate it. Yeah. They are so ingrown into one another that I would I can't see my life without this person. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, you know what? That is great. Yeah. Uh, I really want that for all of my couples. Yeah. And in that way, yeah, I absolutely want you to renew your promises to one another in the presence of the community, right. but not in the sense that it's like, we need to express our love for one another. No, express your love for God, yeah. who has brought the two of you together and has kept the two of you together. Yeah. And I think it's a very, like, none of this is necessary. Like, the Catholics do not need to have their vows renewed. It's not. But but it makes sense because they're human. Now, uh, alternately, that's what confession is. We we need confession. It's one of the seven sacraments. But yeah. confession makes sense because we hear, you know, James says, confess your sins to one another. And of course, we confess our sins to God. We sin against God. We sin against each other. So in the sacrament of confession, when someone comes and confesses their sins to a priest, not only is it essential because it's a sacrament and revelation from God, but it's also essential because we're human and, and speaking our sins out loud, asking for forgiveness out loud, and then hearing with our physical human ears, you are forgiven, is a very human thing. And God created confession. Plus, people when people say like, oh, why do I need to go to a priest? Because you sinned against him. You sinned against him. You sinned against God. You sinned against everybody in the church. And the priest represents himself because you did sin against him. Because when we sin, we sin against everybody in the body of Christ, including the priest that's right there in front of us. So I sinned against him. I sinned against God. I sinned against every other human being in the body of Christ. But God, in his mercy, has said, you don't need to go to every single person you sinned against because you don't even know all the people you sinned against. So you go to the priest. He represents God in a sense, and he represents the entire rest of humanity, but he also represents himself. You did sin against against him, if we understand the reality of our sin hurting everybody in the body of Christ and our virtue helping Mm -hmm. everybody in the body of Christ, then yes, you need to go to him and everybody else. And God has said, I'm just going to let you go to him. He represents me. I'm listening. I'm present. Yeah. You know, in the Byzantine confession, we actually have an icon of Christ that you, that you that you do confession in front of. But you've also sinned against everybody else. And this man, this human being, represents God, and he represents the rest of humanity. But and it also just makes sense, exactly, and the yeah. church, because it's a human thing to speak our sins out loud. It's a human thing to hear with our physical ears, you are forgiven. We need that. And God created us knowing this. So confession, not only is it is it a requirement of the church, but it makes sense for our humanity in order mm-hmm. to grow closer to Christ. And in that same in that same vein, after confession, you understand 
that you have been brought back into communion. Yeah. And when you sin, you are out of communion. Right. Out of communion with your friends, your family, the church, God, yourself, yeah. etc. So having been brought back into communion, what I will say is there is only one sacrament that we actually say the words of the formula every single time. And it's the same words. And we repeat it daily. Eucharist. And we repeat it weekly. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. And it's actually not our right. commitment to Christ. It's God's commitment yep. to us. Yep. Mic drop. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm just like, that's the reason why I want you to come to Mass. Yeah. That's the reason why I want you to come to Mass with your family, yeah. is so that you can hear God is faithful yeah. every single Sunday, right. every single day, every single liturgy, you hear once again, this is my body given for, for you. For you, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not that I need your money. Right. It's not that I need you to fulfill your obligation. Right. You out of your mind. Right. Like I don't need to fulfill my obligation. I need God to fulfill his obligation to me. Yeah. I need him to be my savior. I need him to be my lord. I need his grace in order to love my family, in order to fulfill my job, in order to be a good spouse or husband or father or, you know, priest or whatever else. I mean, there's times where I'm just like, why do I got to do daily mass? Yeah. I mean, this is so weird. And then, like, I get to the point, I mean, because half the time I'm just like, I don't have anything to preach. Mm. You know what? Jesus doesn't care if you yeah, preach or not. Exactly. I mean, granted, that's one of the promises I make. Like, right. will you fulfill the ministry of the work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sundays, I'll, do, yeah. I'll do what I can. <laughs> um, but then, rather, like, every single day, I renew on behalf of Christ to his bride, the church, in every church, in every location, in every country, at every moment, there is a consecration happening wherein Christ is made present once again in the world to be able to say to them, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, it, it, and it's, it's so humbling and yet so beautiful, especially for us priests, to be able to say, I can just give an hour or half hour, whatever, of my time and, and, and speak Christ's words to the world again in, in a way that is, is proclaimed in that way. Though, mm-hmm. One of the things I'm realizing, I don't know, I mean, I say this every single Divine Liturgy, but the very last line of the Divine Liturgy is, for Christ is good and he loves, loves mankind, yeah. or loves us all, oh, exactly, man, yeah. the New Translation. So it's like, people that leave early, and, like you know, mankind. thank God, but yeah, <laughs> people that leave early, they, they don't hear that. Like, the very yeah. last line of the Divine Liturgy, for Christ is good and he loves us all. Like, those are the last words you hear before going home. It's like... If you leave early, you don't hear that. And how often do I have people come to spiritual direction that they say, you know, I don't feel like God loves me? Well, every divine liturgy, you hear that as the very last line, yeah. you know. But we don't, we just don't hear the words anymore. We've heard it so many times. It's just another kind of rote ritualistic memory. No, those those rituals are there for a reason because we're human and we need to hear these things repeatedly. So every single time you come to divine liturgy, and it's just more of the same. It's a mass divine liturgy. There's just it's repeated. It's repeated because we humans need repetition. We're like little children. Yeah. That, that, that you read the same book and every children's book has repetition in it. Mm. We're human, so we need it. And if people say, I'm getting bored, it's like, well, then listen closer and realize these are the words you need to hear given by God and the church and the fathers of the church in this way so that when you hear them over and over again, to reinforce your point also about the fact that, that these these sacraments are not repeated. So if you, you, mean, you can reject your baptism by sinning 
you know, a mortal sin, a deadly sin, whatever you want to call it. You can reject your baptism, but when you need to renew it, we don't say the words of baptism again. You go to confession. It's, it's, it's It's another sacrament, but it's a different, it's not the same words. You're just kind of leaping back into the reality of the sacrament that you've received once and for all. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if you can kind of consider, even though it's not a sacrament, the the renewal of the marriage vows is kind of a, like confession is to baptism, so marriage vows are, it's like, it's not the same thing, of course, because it's not a sacrament, They have, we haven't lost it, but there's some sort of a, we're using a different rite in order to kind of in a, in a way that we are human, jump back into the reality. And hopefully the day that I renew my vows or renew my promises in that way, hopefully that day I'm a little bit better husband or a little bit better wife to my spouse because yeah. in a human way I've been reminded of them. I've said it out loud. I've heard it from the other. And I, so it's, it's more on my mind and more in the forefront of my life at that time. Well, I mean, that's what that's what confession does. All yeah. of a sudden it brings us back into communion yep. and reconciles us into those very vocations that we've been given, whether it's baptism, whether it's marriage, whether it's consecration, whether it's uh, priesthood. Like, you become a better priest, a better father, a better sister, a better consecrated virgin when you go to confession, and every time you receive the Eucharist, the sap flows out into those other places. I'm like, why do you need to go to Mass? Because you want to provide for your family. Yeah. Like, and you realize, I cannot provide everything for my family. God can And he will feed my spouse, my children, and me in a way that only he can. Yeah. So, all right, folks, that's the plug for uh, renewing your promises and for going to Mass. Yeah. Next week, we'll talk about tithing. Um, anyways, yeah, we were talking about that today. I think it's, I think it's important. Hopefully the church will be full of people now wanting to, I mean, you could do that any time, right? Any anniversary, one, five, 10, 15, yeah. seven. Yeah. So anywho, uh, that's the reason why. And, uh, give thanks to God that he is faithful and, uh, has done something really good in you. Mm-hmm. And today, I mean, in, in part, uh, you know, in the companions, we renew our promises at our summer conference. Yeah. You know, we resolve to live in accord with the the uh I don't know, like the the way of life that the Lord has given us. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that we say at Lord's Day, yeah. you know, yeah. may may God, you know, give us zeal for living the way of life he has given us. So, I mean, today is our anniversary. Um yeah. so um so send whiskey. <laughs> no, I mean, it's to each other. Yes, we, absolutely. We thank God. I thank God for for founding in the hearts of the original companions, yeah. uh, Father John, Father Mike, Father Matt, and Father Brian, a zeal for the way of life that he gave, mm-hmm. he gave them. And then from their faithfulness to him, he brought other people in, uh, Father Brady, Father Greg, Father Jason, Father Mike. Uh, Father Nathan and Father Joseph. Yeah. And he gave us uh, a desire to live in accord with him. So I give thanks to God uh, for him kind of founding something in us. And I ask him to, to continue to, to lead us and guide us and, and keep us faithful. So yeah. um, I don't need to renew my commitment to you. I need me to renew my commitment to God and you can commitment Right, to exactly. God. And then from that, he'll actually bring us closer yep, together. exactly. And that, that, so. that's the beauty of it. I agree 100%. But if Father John and Father Mike want to, want to send whiskey, I mean, come on. I mean, like, that is that is what a good spouse does. Yes. So, uh, Speaking of which, we have some shout-outs. I 
nice. You got one on the on the whiskey. Uh, uh, yes, Emily Brand, friend of mine, uh, went on the Leodero uh, Leodero pilgrimage with me. Um, we uh, she came back to town and she brought me whiskey because she started listening to the podcast now, and she's she's actually uh, kind of I'm, I'm kind of surprised she enjoys it. She's uh, not quite the personality I imagine that is our our normal uh, oh listener. Our normal listener base. But anyway, I. I think she's awesome. I had a lot of fun with her, but she brought us, um, she's from Oregon. So she, uh, she found this trails and bourbon, the bourbon we're drinking today, trails and bourbon, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey finished with Oregon Oak. Yum. So there's something a little bit different about it. It must be the Oregon Oak. So anyway, she's from Oregon. She's now a uh, C-17 pilot with the air force in Oklahoma. Um, she's the one who, uh, who texts the pilots of commercial jets that I'm flying on and ask them to give me free drinks. (laughs) Really? <laughs> yep. She somehow like just is able to communicate with them when she's up in her C seventeen. She uh-huh. communicates with the commercial pilot if I let her know like what flight I'm on, and uh-huh. she can contact them and say like, "Hey, you know, my buddy Father Michael's in seat, whatever. Bring let him have can free I, drinks." Can I get in on that? Can I get in on <laughs> Maybe. that? Maybe. Um, yeah, that's great. But anyway, I, actually, I was looking this up. I apologize earlier. Um, just because it's our anniversary, if you want to check out our website, DenverCompaniesOfChrist.org mm-hmm. is our website. So check that out. Um, you all, all the documentation of our our fraternity and and all the the way we like to live if, if, if you want to see who we are again denver companions of christ.org so, yep all right go ahead i have other shout outs too but you can do yours first. so first i want to give a shout out to the frank Lancias. they were the ones that wanted to renew their vows uh, at my parish and i kind of told them no um but i it wasn't saying that i don't want you to love each other i was just saying like we don't renew vows so they were married for 50 years, um, wow. and, uh, and that is a testament. That is a testament to their fidelity to one another and God's, their cooperation with God's fidelity towards them. Yeah, and absolutely. And I, I certainly think that should be acknowledged, and uh, I'm, I'm very proud of them. They're, they're wonderful parishioners. And also, for some reason, I'm thinking of uh, Greg and Erica Johnson. Uh, they have been married, I don't know, maybe 10 years, uh, maybe less. They are a wonderful couple at my parish, and every time their ch- <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that every time every time their kid comes up, uh, and she and Erica has to bring their uh, kid up for communion, and when she goes to receive, he throws himself on the ground and smacks his head. <laughs> And every single time she has to pick him up and walk back with a screaming child. And I am like, I was that kid. You know, like you're trying to renew your covenant to God and I'm trying to distract you from that. God bless you for your faithfulness. So uh, they're wonderful listeners and, you know, parishioners of mine. So, uh, And then finally, uh, we have from Pete's Alaska. He says, to my bestie, Father Jason Johnston, who got mad props from two parishioners who listened to the podcast in Madison, Mississippi, for having a connection to y'all. Tell them that Father Jason likes the good slash expensive whiskey if you give a podcast to Wes Williams and Matt George. So, God bless you guys. Um, Father Jason is a priest down in Mississippi. And I think we can say this on the air because it won't come out for a couple weeks. Congratulations to Pete Zalasco and Kathleen Mason. I hope she said yes. <laughs> we'll edit that out if she if didn't. If not, if she she said yes. Dude, Kathleen sure yeah. loves Peter. Amen. I love Peter. Amen. If I was a woman, I would be attracted to Peter. And there have been other you women. You guys would have... be a cute couple. Yes, we would. 
Uh, Pete Zalasco <laughs> finally uh, said, you know what? I'm ready to throw my entire existence Amen. in the arena of Kathleen Mason's life. Amen. And I've known them for about four or five years, and they're both amazing people, and they will be a beautiful couple and yeah. are a beautiful couple. They are. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say, I want to put in my suggestion. I think Father Keith Kenny should celebrate or should do the homily. Nice. Father Deacon Larry Bowers should do the Mass. And I will can celebrate and beam with joy at the both of you. Nice. Sorry, Father. I mean, he knows that Father Jason Johnston. I totally said, like, that guy shouldn't do it. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm not doing anything either, so screw you. And I'd like to can celebrate, too, by the way. That's right. Public announcement. That will be I'd an like open bar <laughs> for sure. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. All right. Uh, my shout-outs. Uh, I got a visit at Holy Protection from Elena DeArginio and Lori DeArginio. Thank you guys for coming to, and celebrating Divine Liturgy with me. Um, very nice to meet you. And uh, you talked for like 20 minutes with me before you realized, before you shared that you were fans of the podcast. So God bless you for that, too, for putting that last. All right. And also, um, a new friend of mine, Deacon Durlis, uh, he um, deaconed a wedding of Dylan and Valerie Davidson Tally at my parish recently shout out to them as well anyway he wanted me to give a shout out to Shane Week W-I-E-C-K I think from a seminarian for Amarillo and uh, will be ordained a deacon this summer so uh, shout out to Shane from Amarillo uh, do well persevere and uh, thank you for your service to the church and I think by the time this comes out, Father Joe Grady will already be a priest. Wow. He's ordained uh, the 27th. Eh, maybe not. I think we got a little more time. But he will be ordained the 27th of December. Uh, he was in my SY, so God bless cool. him. Quick prayer to him. I also have one more shout-out to a girl named Julie, and I don't remember why I put her on my phone. So anyway, I don't want to give the last name in case it was like a prayer request. <laughs> but anyway, if your name is Julie and you ask for a shout-out, uh, shout-out to you, Julie. All right. Awkward. Awkward. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Catholic Sub Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, comment on Facebook, and also please comment on iTunes. I guess that's a big thing. They tell me. There you go. All right, folks. Happy anniversary. God bless you. Yes. Thank thank you you so much. Laters. Bye, Becca. (laughs) Thanks, Becca.